BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. Don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week, KB Cabaret presents our special musical guest, Eva Doheny. This week we're brought to you by Slang's Translator, the translator that narrows the generational divide. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, a few nights ago, I was watching the infomercial on Turbo Weight Busters, a diet program promising to blast off 65 and a half pounds in only six weeks. I was all excited and ordered the program's package. But now I'm worried. What if I do lose 65 and a half pounds? This weight, it's protected me from relationships with men, the heartache of breakups, and extramarital affairs. If I become thin and gorgeous... Not only will I have the aforementioned problems, but also I'm going to need to buy new clothes, shoes, and a car to match my hot outer appearance. Right now I wear leisure suits, Kmart sneakers, and drive a light blue 2001 Ford Taurus. Granny Anna, I can't afford to buy all those things. I already maxed out my credit card buying turbo weight busters. I'm getting so nervous about the new me that I'm eating a quart of Ben and Jerry's monkey chunk 
just right in this letter. What should I do? Signed, Swaddled with Fat. Dear Swaddled, How delightful! Ordering a product that promises to make you lose 65 and a half pounds in just six weeks. My dear, I see no reason for you to get so worked up or worried about this. Aside from losing the money, losing the weight is not likely to happen anyway. Instead, my advice to you would be to see a good counselor. Not for weight loss, dear, but for grandiose delusions. Now, I'm not saying you have the desire to become a queen or anything silly like that. I am saying, however, being worried that you will become too hot is nothing you should be worried about. You need to discover who the real you is. Get out of the kitchen. Find better sneakers and a better attitude. Volunteer and help the old or the blind. They won't care what you look like as long as you give them a helping hand and don't smell bad. Maybe with time you will realize that you are a good person, small, big, or bigger. Stop using your fat as an excuse for safety. There's no protection for stupid, dear. Stupid is what stupid does. Get counseling, volunteer, and try to get your money back from the Turbo Ripoff Company. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada Hosting the show, Beulah. Come on over. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City Chef Extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. How are you doing, Beulah? Last time we were talking of I am fine, dear. All is fine. No need to worry your pretty little head about my domestic situation. I've come over with a gift. Really? How sweet. That it is, dear, that it is. I made champagne chocolate truffles. Oh, my. Not only are they delicate, but they have a unique piquant sweetness to them. Oh, it sounds wonderful. I brought some bubbly to celebrate the occasion. Beulah. You had a sip with me last time for the holidays. I know, but... Dear, this is not hard liquor. Besides, it is bad luck to drink alone on a holiday. I never heard of that, Beulah. Well... Okay, we'll toast the festivities in. Good girl. I don't want too much. There you are, dear. I'll just add a little vodka kicker for me. Vodka? Mmm, oh, just marvelous. Some people like to put in a little creme de cassis along with vodka, but I prefer simplicity. There we go. Cheers. Mmm. Now, let's have some of these goodies while I show how Leon and I make them. You and Leon? Yes, I brought over the tape player to show you. Your audience can hear the recorded sounds. Oh, this is great. What a treat. We'll just set up the tape. Welcome out there on radio and TV land. 
My husband Leon and I are in the middle of making champagne chocolate truffles in our home kitchen for the holidays. Say hello, dear. Hello. You can do better than that for our audience, dear. Hello. That's better. Isn't this fun, Leon? Yeah, sure is, sweetheart. Now, I know our listening audience can't see us, so let me tell you what we have going on in the kitchen. I have a half a cup of heavy cream in a pot simmering. Eighteen ounces of shaved Belgian chocolate in a metal bowl. In separate little bowls, I have some finely chopped almonds, cocoa, and coconut for a variety of truffles coatings. Leon has brought a bottle of champagne and a bottle of cognac. Now, dear, after you pour some for us, <laughs> I need you to measure out three ounces of champagne and two ounces of cognac and place them in their separate glass containers. Here you are, sweetie. Cheers. Oh, smooth. We like to mix in cognac or vodka into our champagne, don't we, dear? Uh-huh. You can mix in cranberry juice or even grapefruit juice with vodka or cognac. But Leon and I like to keep it simple. Now all we have to do is mix. So just as the heavy cream almost comes to a boil, and I do mean heavy cream, no half and half of milk. So when this heavy cream almost comes to a boil, oh, thank you, dear. We pour it onto the chocolate shavings and stir with a wooden spoon until blended. Leon, I'll pour the cream. <laughs> While you pour some of the dish wonderful champagne and cognac into our glasses, honey. Yes, baby. I have to open up another bottle of champagne. <gasps> Did we already drink all of that? Long <laughs> time flies. <laughs> Did you know that champagne only comes from Champagne, France? If made anywhere else in the world, it's called sparkling wine. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Now the chocolate is smooth, just like you are, honey. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, nothing, honey. Just pour some of the drinks into the chocolate. No, not from the bottle. <laughs> the pre-measured bowls. <gasps> you don't have to break the glass bowls, you louse. Let the chocolate stand till it gets hard. Then we can roll them into the balls and dip them into the nuts. Oh, oh. what are you talking about, honey pie? Oh, Leon, the chocolate. Come here, you. Mm -hmm. Oh, Leon. We'll be right back. Where's the turn on Boston? Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> I can't turn this. You can't turn anything off. Where's the button? Well, that was informative, Beulah. Beulah. 
Boys, could you take Beulah home? Thank you. Well, folks, we'd like to thank Beulah Deschamps once again for leaving us on a high note. <laughs> to be fair, we will be posting the complete champagne chocolate truffle recipe on our website on kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com. In Parlor City, we cherish our neighbors and friends. They bring joy, sometimes sadness, but mostly they color our lives and give us something to gossip about. KB Cabaret presents The Ongoing Saga of Clueless Barry. Hello? Busy? Well, my wife and I are about to go... I just need advice. You need advice at 5.45? I mean, 15 minutes before dinner? Why? Would it have been better if I called it 5.35? No, you don't understand. It, we're... we're uh, oh, never mind. Uh, what did you want? I just got a text. A text? Yeah, a text. From my girlfriend, Denise. Denise? Yeah, Denise. I never heard of her. Yeah, you have. The redhead we met a week ago at the beer cellar. Oh, she's your girlfriend? Yeah, I, I think so. Did you, uh, did you take her out? Well... Technically, our first date was at the bar. You only met her at the bar because you spilt your Coors Light on her. Yeah, but but she gave me her number. That's because she wants you to pay her dry cleaning bill. No, she gave me her number because she liked me. Oh, she does? I felt it. She had that I like you look. You know, I thought it looked more like you moron, you ruined my dress kind of look. Are you going to help me or what? Well, whatever. So she sent you a text. What does it say? Well, that's the whole point. I don't get it. You don't get what? The text she sent me. Are you listening? So, uh, what does it say? Back off. I need my space. What, what is that supposed to mean? Well, it means back off. She needs her space. I don't get it. What, what did you do before she sent you the text? Nothing. Are you sure? Well, I called her. And? I asked about the car. Uh, what car? The car in her driveway. Oh. Um, wait. She invited you over. What are you talking about? Well, you just said you went to her house. Yeah, so? So she invited you over, right? Uh, no, she didn't invite me over. But you just happened to go to her house? Well, she lives in the neighborhood. Whose neighborhood? Uh, Barry, did she even give you her address? I Google searched it. You Google searched it. That's stalking, Barry. No, it's not. She gave me her phone number. Her phone number, not her street address. You're just splitting hairs, Davis. Uh, fine, fine, fine. Uh, I can't even remember what we were talking about. The car in her driveway. Oh, yeah. Uh, so why did you call her about the car? It wasn't hers. And how do you know what car she's been driving? Well, after I spilled the beer, I, I followed her to her car, apologizing. You followed her? Yeah, to her car. A red 2008 Forester. Oh, you know, those are reliable cars. Oh, yeah, they have turbocharged engines. And they're dog-friendly. I know, right? But when I went by her house, by, by accident, the other day... You know what was there instead of a Forester? Ah, uh, I'll bite. What? A brand new black Jeep Cherokee. Whoa, sweet. Did it have a dual sunroof and Napa Frost beige leather seats? Yeah, and it had park assist with rear backup camera and blind spot monitoring. No way, that's so crazy. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what am I saying? Dude, you're totally stalking her. Would a stalker 
call after he accidentally passes by her house and innocently asks about the black Cherokee in her driveway? No, but a stupid stalker guy like you would. I just wanted to know who the guy was. What guy? The guy she's shagging? The guy whose black Jeep was parked in her driveway? Are you even listening? What, seriously? That's what she said. You're just lucky she didn't call the car. I did apologize to her after she explained a few things to me. <laughs> I, I can only guess. No, you got it wrong. She's so cute when she yells and curses. So, so I guess that's why I'm confused. You lost me. The text, man. The text. Back off. What does that mean? It means I have to go out for dinner before my wife kills me. You are hopeless. Whatever, man. Go to your wife. Women, I don't get them. You never will, buddy. You never will. You think I should text her back and ask? Will Barry really text Denise? Will Barry text Davis to get him out of jail? Will Davis's wife kill her husband for continuously speaking with Barry? Tune in next time for the saga of Clueless Barry. your emergency. My arm is numb and it's as limp as a dead fish. When did this happen, sir? First thing this morning. What were you doing when this happened? Nothing. I I was asleep. You woke up with it like that? Yes, and I'm scared. I don't want to lose my arm. Don't worry, sir. You aren't going to lose your arm. How do you know? What if it is dead? It's not dead, sir. Just asleep. But I'm awake. How can my arm still be asleep? Well, it's not really asleep. Then it's dead. It feels like it's dead. I assure you, sir, it's not dead. You just slept wrong. I didn't know there was a right way and a wrong way to sleep. That's not what I meant, sir. You slept on it, buddy, and cut off the circulation to your arm, and it became unresponsive. So it's not dead? No, sir, it's not dead. Uh, it's starting to tingle. What does that mean? It means that your arm is starting to wake up. Well, what should I do when it wakes up? Rub its back and give it a drink of water. Really? No. Not really. But that might actually help. No, sir. It won't. I was just kidding. Why would you think that it would? Well, because that's what my mother used to do for me when I woke up feeling bad. Sir, is your head tingling too? No. I'm pretty certain it will, so don't panic. Huh? Thank you for calling, and have a nice day. I'd like to welcome Eva Doheny to our show today. This song is very exciting. Um, I'm looking at you, and I see this very mature young woman in front of me. Now, I know it's not usually appropriate to ask a young lady her age, but would you mind indulging me in the audience how old you are? I am nine years old. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You, it's nice to start young in this business. Yes, it is. So tell me a little bit about this song, Put Your Hands Up, by Damien Cornwell of On Point. I started recording it when I was about eight years old. Um, I thought that it was a very, very cool song because it, it had a really good beat to it. Um, 
the lyrics had a good message to it. Um, and I honestly, if I heard it on the radio, I would think, wow, this is a cool song. And it is. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. So let's listen to Put Your Hands Up. What's up? I need your advice. Shoot. I met someone a month ago. Yeah? Yeah. She's great. Well, good for you. I think this could be the one, you know? Oh, uh, really? Uh, what makes you think that? Oh, uh, man, you should see her. She, she really looks good on my bike. She looks good on your bike. Oh, uh, yeah. Great legs and an upper department that would knock your eyes out. Really? And uh, this is why you think she's the one? Davis, I gotta tell you, I think I'm in love. With uh, which body part? Well, uh, does she love you back? That's what I need your advice on. Uh, she she sent me a text. Oh, God. I, I don't know what it means. You don't know what it means. Uh, all right, well, what does she say? Not to call her. Okay. Uh, is there any more? No, that that's it. What do you think it means? I don't know, Barry. Uh, what do you think it means? Uh, no clue. We, we were doing so good. Oh, do tell. 
Well, she was hard up and asked me for a loan. I didn't know what to do, but but she convinced me over dinner. So you you gave her the loan? Yeah, for a thousand bucks. She she was so sweet. She had this really low cut top, and when she leaned over the table to whisper, I could see right. Yeah, now. yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sure you did. Well, she was hard up, you know. So, well, uh, what else did you do? I broke my left toe. And how did you do that? When I helped her move. You helped her move. Yeah, yeah, from out of the Y. She lived in the YWCA. Yeah, but 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 now she lives in a one bedroom and has a fifty inch UHD TV. You bought her an ultra high definition TV. 4K picture quality. Dude, uh, and that must have set you back, uh, what, $1,500? $1,450. Uh, why did you buy her a new TV? I broke her 19-inch black and white TV when it fell on my left foot. Yeah, but why did you have to get her such an expensive one? It wasn't her fault I was distracted when she bent over to pick up a box in her tight mini. Ah, and so that's when you dropped... The TV. Right, so... Okay, let me get this straight. Uh, you took her out to dinner... You gave her a $1,000 loan, helped her move out of the Y and into a one-bedroom apartment, broke her TV and your toe, and bought her a new $1,500 set. $1,450. Uh, $1,450 set. And uh, I set up her internet and cable, too. And you're paying for her hookups? Well, just for six months till she gets back on her feet. Uh, anything else? Just uh, groceries, clothes. How much? I forgot. How much? couple of hundred for the food and two two grand for the clothes. Are you kidding me? Dude, she totally took you for a ride. She said she loves me. When? Before or after you got her the internet? Come on. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Okay. Uh, then why the no-call text? That's what I don't get. I told you. Well, she must be upset with you for something you did. I guess I, I did say something about her roommate. Roommate. She she got a roommate who helps pay the rent. So? It's a guy. A guy. Yeah, but but she set me straight. Alright, how? It's her cousin and he's gay. Uh it's also a one bedroom apartment, Barry. Well I know, but her pouty sweet lips don't lie. You have been so used. What do you mean? Well, y- you have no clue, do you? What do you think if I, I sent her flowers? Oh, man, you're hopeless. Maybe a see-through cami? I gotta go. Just text me. Wait, what about the text? What does it mean? Will Barry really send the see-through cami to pouty lips? Or will Barry send Davis a text for more clues? Or will the roommate and Barry move in together and watch Three's Company on the new UHD TV? Tune in next time for the saga of Clueless Barry. Hi, I'd like to report a theft. Okay, sir, do you have a medical emergency? No. Are you in immediate danger of losing your life or lip? No, ma'am, just a theft. Tell me the nature of your situation, sir. Someone stole my umbrella. Someone stole your what? My umbrella. Someone stole your umbrella? Yes, ma'am. 
That does not constitute an emergency, sir. Uh, it is when you're standing out in the rain. No, it doesn't. But I'm getting soaked. I'm really sorry about that, sir. Well, you're no help to me. Well, sir, if you were made out of sugar and were in immediate danger of melting, I would send someone out right away. Huh? Are you made out of sugar, sir? No, that's absurd. Then I can't help you. Wait, I, wait, I changed my mind. I am made out of sugar. Too late, sir. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You already told me you weren't made out of sugar. I'm sorry. Well, what am I supposed to do? Have you thought about getting out of the rain? No. Why not? Well, because my first thought was to call you. And what was your second thought, sir? Well, now that you mention it, I guess my second thought was to get out of the rain. Always go with your second thought, sir. Goodbye, and have a nice day. Hey, Barry, uh, you going to the game? No, I can't this week. Why? You you love the Mets. I know, but not this week. Why? Marilyn and me, we're going to the city. Yeah? Uh, what's in the city? Diamonds. Diamonds? Yeah, diamonds. Marilyn and me, we're getting engaged. What? You and Marilyn? Yeah, can you believe it? You and Marilyn? Yeah. You've only been sort of dating for less than three months. So? Three months, Barry. Isn't she still living with that guy? He's moving out at the end of the month. And I told you, he's her gay cousin. It's a one-bedroom. So? What's your point? My, my point is... Oh, never mind. I, I'm in love, Davis. She's the one. Why? Well, I don't know why. It's just... Well, I, I, I feel it in my gut. Your gut? Could be the liverwurst you had for lunch. Funny. You're only asking her to marry you because for the past 20 years, she's the only one who went out with you for more than a week. That's not true. What about Doris? The last time you saw her was to post bail. Suzanne? She was always too drunk to realize that you weren't even next to her. Well, Marilyn is different. No, she's not. You've been giving her money since you met. Just helping out. She doesn't like it when you call or text. She's not into an electronic leash. She's always with other guys. Family members, they're close. Can't, can't you just date? She's an old-fashioned girl. She believes in marriage before sex. So she won't sleep with you? Not until we get hitched. She's 55 years old. I told you, she has her morals. So you're getting the ring? Yep. Her son says it has to be at least a carrot. Her son, huh? Yeah, that was the condition. The, the condition for what? his permission. Oh, you you had to ask for his permission to marry his mother? That's right. That's, um, interesting. What do you mean? Well, I thought they weren't speaking. Well, that's in the past. I see. What? Is he working? He's waiting for the right job to open up. The right job? Management. Hasn't he been unemployed for seven years? You can't rush these things. But his mother needs a whole carrot. Round, brilliant cut at least a VS1 or near-flawless condition. What? what? What are you talking about? I don't know. That's what he said. She doesn't deserve any less. Until you bailed her out, she lived at the Y. Do you know how much these things cost? He told me to bring my checkbook. Just don't cash your pension. Who told you? What? That I cashed my pension. Oh, my God. Are you nuts? A lady has needs. 
I'm going. To the game? Uh, yeah. I hope they go extra innings. Why? Well, because maybe, just maybe, I'll forget this conversation. I don't get it. You never will, Barry. You never will. Will Maryland's son finally get that management position he's been waiting over seven years for? Will Barry hire Maryland's son to micromanage his finances? Or will Marilyn and her son fly on an all-expense-paid trip to Hawaii after selling the near-flawless, brilliant-cut diamond? Stay tuned next time when Barry still doesn't have a clue. And now a word from our sponsor, Acme Slangstrelator, the chip that translates new slang to old slang, with special guest voiceover by Eva Doheny. I just binge-watched the new OB, and it was damp. That piper is cray-cray. She turned on the salt because she feels. She's so bae. I felt ratchet after she fell off the ship. She said, bye, Stella Doe. So when she started tripping. I was like, kickball and chill. She got swerved, though. Piper Slade. I got such a WCW on her. Bible. Do you feel out of place? Not understanding the world around you? Feeling as if you were on an alien planet? Yes, I can't understand a word my daughter is saying. We understand. That's why you need Acme Slangstrelator. The electronic chip you can inject into your child's neck. That sounds dangerous. Have no fear. Just wait for them to be on their laptop or smartphone for a straight 12 hours, and they'll be so zombified they won't even notice. Tell me about it. You have a point there. I know. Here's how it works. Once the chip is in their neck, they'll be forced to translate their gibberish to real everyday words. I just watched the new Orange is Black TV show for 12 hours straight on the tube, and it was like, totally cool beans. That Piper is gnarly. She turned up the faucet because she has soul. She's so totally tubular, like, duh. I had a cow when she split with Stella. She said, gag me with a spoon, like, totally. Like, I mean, chill, dude. There's no going back when you're bad. Alice got psyched because Piper's totally boss. She's for sure wicked cool. I'm stoked. I get it now. That makes so much more sense. I'm getting the Acme Slangstrelator today. Awesome sauce. Another happy customer. Acme Slangstrelator, the chip that translates new slang to old slang. Now that's hot. You got a minute? 
Barry, what are you doing here? I thought you and Marilyn went to Vegas. I just need for you to look at something for me. Well, we were about to go out to di- uh, All right, what's wrong? We're through. Who's through? Marilyn and me. I think the engagement's off. Again? <laughs> I'm sorry, Barry. What happened? I don't know what I did. Uh, what do you mean? I got this text. Engagement off. Maybe. Are you serious? I have no idea what this means. That's why I'm here. Deja vu, man. What? Uh, nothing. Uh, what does it say? Don't text me until I'm ready. That's what it says. Yeah, what does it mean? I don't know, Barry. Uh, Don't text her until she's ready? So? I don't get it. Well, tell me what happened. Okay, we went out to dinner. Yeah? To one of her favorite restaurants. You know the one with the cow? uh, You mean the big rump? Yeah, great place. Yeah, great place. So anyways, even before we go in, I can tell she's in that mood. Uh, What mood? You know, the, the shut-your-face mood. There's there's such a mood? Yeah, don't open your mouth or I'll shut it for you mood. Oh, I, I, I see, I guess? Well, anyway, I knew she was angry from before. From before? In the car. We, we saw Ben. Ben the dealer. He was doing his thing. Yeah, so? Linda said he was a good guy. Yeah? Yeah, and I don't agree. And she got angry? Yeah. Uh, I can see why. You can? No, Barry, I'm kidding, but go on anyway. Well, anyway, she almost ran out of her car at the intersection, but then changed her mind. Oh, well, I mean, that's good. Yeah, she said she was hungry. Oh, so so you got to the restaurant. And we were having a nice time until the slow service. Slow service. Well, Marilyn was hungry, and all we got was the bread and salad. The burgers we ordered were taking forever. Well... I mean, those burgers are made fresh. Yeah, I know, right? They're the best in town. Ten ounces of thick, juicy goodness. Got it with gorgonzola crumbles, mushrooms, sautéed onions, and barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah, the blue shroom spicy rump. Uh, Did you get the steak fries? Yeah. Oh, man, well, they're the best. Yeah, the best, but I couldn't eat any of it. Why? She told off the management and stormed out of the restaurant. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. All I got was the adjusted bill and no dinner. She walked home. Whoa. Yeah, and then I got this text. I don't know what it means, and I don't know if I'm still engaged. Uh, somehow I think when she's hungry, the engagement will be back on. You think? I'm almost willing to bet on it. Gee, I hope so, Davis. I hope you're right. Yeah, Barry, uh, you sure don't want to lose Miss Congeniality. What's that supposed to mean? It means my wife wants to go to dinner, too. Uh, time for you to leave, Barry. You know what I feel like eating tonight? Blue Shroom Spicy Rump! Will Barry and Marilyn get back together again when she gets hungry, despite of the rump's slow service? Will Marilyn go to the drug dealer, Ben, and buy a supply of Forget-Me-Not, the little blue pills? Or will the shroom spicy rump be enough to make Barry forget about Marilyn and gain a higher knowledge about how holistic herbs really work? Stay tuned and find out in the next saga of Clueless Barry.
And now, two men we found on the streets claiming they could do one-liners. Monty and Carrie. What looks like half an apple? Half an apple. Or the other half. What can you never eat for breakfast? Dinner. What happened when the wheel was invented? It caused a revolution. Brought to you by Le Chien, the new restaurant for dogs only. Le Chien. Tired of getting the same answer over and over again? Sorry, no pets allowed. Nah, no pets allowed. Sorry. All you want to do is go out to a nice restaurant with Rover by your side. Well, welcome to our progressive restaurant, Le Chien, where all we do is cater to your pet. <laughs> welcome to Le Chien. Would your pit bill like to sit by the window or have a drink by the bar? We have an extensive pet menu from kibbles to cake and drinks ranging from the genuine Le de Toilette to Meadow Springs. Yes, now you and your pit bull, Tom or Poodle, can go out for a night of fabulous fun. This is great, boy. Let me fetch the server while you sit. Le Chien. Treat your pet out today. Le Chien allows any purebred to mix mutt in the restaurant. The establishment does not allow disruptive behavior. Disruptive clients will be asked to leave. Cats are not discriminated against. They just cannot be bothered with such trivial pursuits. Le Chien's pet owned and operated since 2015. A DOG corporation. Consult your veterinarian before taking your pet to any eating establishment. Side effects may include barking, crotch licking, or sudden death. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, I'd like to make an appointment to make a 911 call. Excuse me? Of course. Um, what is the best time to call in an emergency? I'm sorry, ma'am, but there is no best time to call in an emergency. The best time to call is during the emergency. Okay, then I'll call back around 4.30 this afternoon. Uh, do you have an emergency now? Not until 4.30. What do you mean, not until 4.30? That's when my husband comes home from work. I'm not following you. I just found out he's cheating on me. That's not an emergency, ma'am. It will be when I whack him on the head with a baseball bat. You shouldn't do that. You're right. I'll shoot him instead. No, I didn't mean it that way. I meant you can't hurt him. Don't worry. I won't hurt him. Oh, thank goodness, ma'am. I'm glad to hear that. I'm going to kill him. Uh, No, you can't kill him either. Yeah, maybe you're right. I should hire someone to do it. Good idea. I I didn't say that. Well, it's going to take a little time for me to find a hitman. Do you suggest anyone in particular? I'm calling the police. Odd choice, but they do have guns. Ma'am, I'm afraid you can't do this. Right. Cancel my 430 and pencil me in for tomorrow. Barry, you feel like getting coffee? Yeah, sure, but I sort of can't go to the Green Goat Diner. You always go to Green Goats. I love their cheese biscuits. Well, I took Marilyn there for breakfast. So? Well, she kind of made a scene. Oh, because that's where you told her the engagement was on. What are you talking about? Well, you said you wanted to break up with her. No, I said I was thinking of breaking up with her after she told me she wanted to call off the engagement. So is the engagement off? No, we're still engaged. 
Uh, I'm confused. Why? I I love her to death. Really? Okay, okay, whatever. So, why are you banned from the diner? Because she made a scene. Are you listening? Got it. She made a scene. Why? Well, it's a long story. She sent me a text. Oh, no. Huh? Oh, she sent you a text. Yeah, that's what I said. What did it say? She wanted to speak with me about something important. Yeah? So we went to the diner to talk. And? She ordered two eggs sunny side up. Yeah? With a couple of slices of whole wheat toast, dry. Okay. Then we talked about her teeth. Her teeth? That's what she had to talk to me about. Oh. Seems she needs to have her teeth done. Braces, veneers, big job. Uh Uh-huh. That's what I said. So how much is this going to cost you? What do you mean? Well, isn't that the real reason she wanted to talk to you? Wait, did she tell you this story? No. Then how did you know? It just sounds like what your lovely fiancé would do. You know, sort of a track record. So, how much do her teeth cost? Fourteen grand. Fourteen thousand? Yeah, well, she doesn't have dental insurance. Perry, that's a lot. Yeah, that's what I told her. Okay, I get it. You said no, she made a scene, and that's why you both are banned from the diner. What? No, you're wrong on both counts. One, I'm not banned. Only Marilyn is. And two, I am paying for her teeth. You are paying for them? How? I took a loan out. Seriously? Yes, Davis. She's my fiance. That's crazy, Barry. She's been using you since day one. Did her uh, supposedly gay cousin move out of her apartment yet? No, he's staying with her till he can scrap enough money together to put a payment on his own place. Have you ever met him? I'm not allowed to go up to the apartment. What do you mean? She's 55. She's your fiancé and you can't even visit her at her place? Aren't you paying her rent? Yes, but proper ladies do not allow men up to their apartment. But she can share her bedroom with another guy. Her gay cousin. Right. It's all about trust. You trust her? She told me to trust her, and I do. Look, here's her text. It says, Love is all about trust, baby. You're such a loser. Stop texting me and get off my back. Nice. Well, she didn't mean it the way you think. I I was being unreasonable. I'm sure you were. Look, you're still not telling me why we can't go to the Green Goat Diner. Well, the sunny-side-up eggs came out with browned edges. So? She doesn't like browned edges on her sunny-side-ups. She sent them back and overheard the owner, Nick, say something about her being the only crazy customer he knew who would send eggs back because of browned edges. Justifiably, Marilyn got up and slammed all the dishes off our table, grabbed a bunch of menus, threw them at Nick, all the while cussing loudly. Classy. And that's when Nick banned her from the diner. Yep. Wow. You know, all this talk about the diner is making me hungry for their cheese biscuits. Nick never said I couldn't go back. So, coffee in about ten minutes? Yeah. Wait, Marilyn just sent me a text. Oh, no. Did Marilyn send a bill for her teeth? Did Barry get his loan cancelled from the bank? Or will the Green Goat's new menu now contain Marilyn's browned Ed Sunnyside Up specials? Stay tuned and find out in the next saga of Clueless Barry.
The final song that we're going to be hearing from Eva is called I Fought a Boy. This is written by Jens Gad, songwriter and singer for Enigma. So tell me about this song, I Fought a Boy. I when, when I heard this one, I thought this one's perfect for me. I mean, I do karate. This one is talking about uh, a boy who's a bully who you had to stand up and you had to show him some moves, mm-hmm. some, some, some karate moves. So then now we're going to hear I Fought a Boy. Before we sign off, I'd like to thank you for listening to KB Cabaret. And next week, tune in for a special repeat performance of The Passion for Dracula. Hi, I'm Eva. Fear me? It's me. One, two, three, hit it. Left, right, uppercut. One, two, three, kick. Ha, ha, kick out.
Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. Starring Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, Bree Harvey. Original skits by Bree Harvey, Kate and Bill Murray, Charles Berman, Pete Bowers, John Carey, and John Montgomery. Original music by Bree Harvey. Musical arrangements by Christina Donella. Our sound engineer is Charles Berman, assistant sound engineer Valentine Terrell Monfiuga. We had a grand old time here at Parlor City with our friends here and where you are. Next week, we will start our communicating all over again with crazy antics, short stories, skits, songs, and, if we get Beulah up, her recipes. Please visit our website at kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com to find her recipes, our sponsors, and contest entry rules for poetry and short stories. Why should we be the only ones who write? That's right. We want to hear from you and your talented ways. When we choose the pieces you have written, read it on air as well as print it on our website. The hardworking, fun-loving folks here at Parlor City say there are no goodbyes, only farewells. And above all, come and visit next week, same time, same station, at KB Cabaret. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. Love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.